I believe somebody is kind of depressed and you need encouragement. I believe God is intending to confirm to you that he is your father and he's not prepared to forsake you. Amen? So what I have for you this morning is simply called not orphaned. Not orphaned. Or I'm not an orphan. Or you are not an orphan. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading it from three major scriptures. But take note of that. Not orphaned. Orphaned is O-R-P-H-A-N-D. Not orphaned. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, you turn with me. Let me start reading. First of all, John chapter 14. And I start reading from verse number 15. John 14 from number 15. Hallelujah. Bible speaking says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because he neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you. And will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I just read from the New King James Version. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen. That's from the New King James. That's where the word really comes from. But the Old King James simply says, I will not leave you comfortless. Now, I would like you to see the meaning of the word comfortless, basically from the New King James. Hallelujah. The word comfortless is the same word, orphans. I will not leave you orphans. Now, who is an orphan? The Greek word for orphan actually is the word aphenos. It's like aphenos who sings for us. Aphenos. It simply means or speaks of a child that is deprived of certain protections and provisions in life. A child that is bereaved. That's an orphan. You can be bereaved of either one parent, either your mother or your father. That's an orphan. Amen? Are you still there with me? Okay. Now, uh, a child deprived by that of one or more parents is simply an orphan, like I'm trying to say. Now, it also means a child as deprived of some protection or advantages. A child deprived of some protection or advantages. An orphan. So what are some of the, the things there? Meaning, an orphan is a man that lacks fatherly protection and provision. Hallelujah. An orphan is a person that lacks a fatherly protection and provisions. I want you to take that strongly in your mind because it has a lot to do with what we're about to share this morning. An orphan lacks a fatherly discipline. Amen? Get this right. An orphan lacks a fatherly protection. An orphan lacks a fatherly provision. An orphan lacks a fatherly discipline. Hallelujah. Meaning, he who is an orphan would definitely go through life struggling to get certain things done or achieved by himself. All by himself. If God doesn't really come to the help of an orphan, it's a rough and a tough journey. If grace will not come to an orphan, it's a rough and a tough journey. An orphan sometimes is exposed to all manner of natural circumstances that will not work for his or her favor without the protection and the provisions of God. The state of an orphan is a state of a lonely walk in life. Most often, orphan hardly can have good friends that can be trusted. Except God also leads and also God brings in people. An orphan can easily be taken advantage of by people because they know he or she do not seem to have a protection. 
That fatherly protection is not there. I know friends, sometimes, instead of what people call help, they are sympathized with. But the truth again is, life is not so that people should sympathize with you. You were not created to be sympathized with. But being an orphan brings you to the place where you are positioned for people to unduly sympathize with you. And in that situation, the attributes and the glory of God in your life is not recognized. Because you have an identity that you are an orphan. Instead of people relating to you because of what is in your life, they relate to you on the basis of what they can do to help you. Meaning, as an orphan, your life is at the mercy of the majority. <laughs> but I like what God is saying, because when God will begin to speak to me and say, well, God, thou knowest, like Ezekiel would say. Because about four years, woke me up and he said, just to confirm to you what I'm saying, go to John 16, verse 16. And I went there and began to see, in a little while, you will not see me. And in a little while, I will come to you. So that's what I'm trying to say. I spoke to them that I was going to leave them. But I told them I would not leave them as orphans. Hallelujah. Somebody this morning, you, your state looks like that, that of an orphan. But God is speaking to you. He's coming back to you again. Say in a little while you will see me no more. But in a little while, I'll come again to you. Because I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as often. I will not leave you at the mercy of people. I will not leave you for people to sympathize with you. And when I come to you, there's another energy that comes into your life. Even when men were supposed to sympathize, they come to your mercy. Instead of you being sympathized with, you will be the one to sympathize with people. I will not leave you as an orphan. If God says a word, he will bring it to pass. I'm convinced God has mind for somebody this morning. Hallelujah. An orphan. Now watch this. How will God be speaking to his own disciples and says, I will leave you as an orphan? Now, don't, don't you forget the definition. For you to be an orphan, your father must die or your mother must die, as the case may be. So who died that you have to be an orphan? It takes me to another scripture. You can make yourself an orphan by depriving yourself of God's privileges and love. How do I know that? Luke chapter 3. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 3. Look at verse 37 to 38. Hallelujah. Are we there? Which was the son of Methuselah? Or Methuselah, which was the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of Malalia, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Enos, which was son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Now watch this. Meaning Adam was the son of God. But when he left the realm of glory, he became an orphan. So one of the things that brings you to the place of being an orphan, though God was supposed to be your life, I mean your, your, your father is to forsake God. Are you there? And don't forget, once you forsake your God, your protection is removed. Don't, don't get the picture right. An orphan is a man that is deprived of protection and provision of the father. Am I correct somebody? Now when Adam left the realm of relationship, what happened? He lost protection. He lost provision. So the first thing he began to do was to see how he can protect himself by sowing fig leaves. So when man struggles in life to protect himself, it's a sure identity of the fact that he has lost relationship with who? With God, who is supposed to be his father. He was not making provision for himself. He wanted to protect himself. 
He needed a covering, which his father was supposed to provide. Realize this, that even when he seems to be restoring him, or he wanted to restore him, by a typical example, he killed an animal. Is that not true? And used the skin of the animal to sow it. Instead of fig leaf, he gave them his skin. Something better. Do you get that? But before that was done, he was an orphan. How? Because he was not his. He was the son of God. He lost your relationship. So when you lost your relationship, it's equivalent to saying your father is dead. Then you are left at the mercy of the harsh weather. Because now Adam and Eve, as it were, in natural, we are exposed to all negative conditions in the environment. Not just that. They've come to the place where they have to swear to be able to survive. How are they going to feed? They must survive by sweating. The Bible now said the ground is cursed. And now they were going back to the ground and they can only eat from the ground and for them to eat from the ground. Hallelujah. Let me see how this works. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. All right. Okay, that's all right. That's how it goes. So, now for them to survive within the garden, they have to labor. Because they were driven out of the place of the provision God made for them. Don't you forget, the original setting was that they have everything in abundance. They have everything within them. God made the provision because God was their father. Is that okay? But as soon as they lost the relationship, now they have to fend for themselves. And God is speaking to somebody this morning. You don't need to be struggling all the days of your life. God is your father. When you struggle on your own, you are saying God is dead. Hallelujah. I want you to understand what I mean. It's a very simple thing, but I want you to think. We've come to the realm of grace. We've come to the realm of abundance, not because of what we can do, but based on our relationship. A brother said something this morning, you know, and he said, the key to the scripture is our relationship to God, both old and new. Very simple. Everything that we ever lost in Eden was simply because we lost relationship. We lost nothing but what? Relationship. You never lost anything. Even anything you call glory. It was lost because primarily you lost what? Relationship. Once your relationship is reconnected, everything you lost in Eden is restored back to you. God said he will not leave you comfortless. Are you sitting there with me? He said, I'll come back to you. In other words, he was telling her, listen to me. I know you're going to feel so bad because I said I'm leaving. I know you're going to feel so bad because I'm going to go, I'm going to the cross. And it's like to you, you won't see me anymore. Now you feel the whole world is going to come against you. The attack are going to come against you. The situation will not speak in your favor anymore. But I'm coming back to you. And when he made that promise, if you go down to John 16, he told them, he said, when the woman is in travail, he said, there is much pain, there is much labor, there is anguish of sorrow. He said, but joy comes because a child is born. And when you talk about a child, you talk about a male child is born. You know what that means? 
when they return back to you, you are no longer an orphan. You can be an orphan. You become a male child. And no one thing. A male child is the one that God has ordained to rule the world. By implication, you come back to the place of dominion. You come back to the place of rulership. You come back to the place of power. Once he comes back to you, by implication, once your relationship is cemented again with God, you move into the place of dominion and authority. Life can no longer be sympathizing with you. Men can no longer be sympathizing with you. You were not born to be sympathized with. You were not born to be sympathized with. Can you help me understand what I'm saying this morning? You were not created for the people's sympathy. You were created to rule. Your life cannot be at the mercy of people. That when they don't give to you, you can't eat. That's the state of an orphan. You know what it means for you to be an orphan? It's how to be taken to the orphanage home. Now that you can't survive except somebody comes to donate. Your life is not centered on people's donations. Come on somebody this morning. God didn't create you for people to sympathize with you so that for you to survive somebody has to donate your life. No! You are not the center of donation. You are a center of distribution. You're not born to be an orphan. Jesus never called you to be an orphan. Yesterday, I mean on Friday, we were praying. Some of you who don't come to prayer meeting, I don't know. But we're praying. I don't want to tell you. But somehow, I see things emitting from a center. I see things just coming out from one source as we're praying. I see the world affected from one source as we're praying. You were not meant to be sympathized with. You were not meant to live at the handout of people's life. You were not meant to be lived by such situation that people can continuously be sympathizing with you. That whatever you ever live by is what somebody gives you. You can't live on handouts. Yeah, there's a pressure now. There's a moment of sorrow. But he promised to come again. He's coming to your life. He's coming to the place where you have to become the man child. He said, when the man child comes, he said, the joy that I give to you is not the type that the world will give. Neither will it be the kind of joy that the world can take away from you. Because man can't provide the joy. It is God providing the joy. You are not an orphan. You will never be an orphan. Because Christ rules and reigns. Hallelujah! Your sufferings are over. It is the realm of being an orphan. Adam began to suffer because he became an orphan. But you are not an orphan. Somebody say, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking I lost my father when I was young. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. There may be some, there's something you don't understand about what I'm saying this morning. Now, turn with me to Romans chapter, four, chapter 8. Do you know there are some fathers biologically who are not supposed to become fathers? You could, you could have this biological father and you are still an orphan. Do you know that? <laughs> Glory to God. So I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking. Now, do I say don't respect them? No, 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 no. But I'm not talking about them. Your life does not depend on them. Your life is not tied to them. They can be alive and yet you're an orphan. Sometimes it is even you, you just wish you never had them. So I'm not talking about them. Come on. 
I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about your real father. Romans 8. I'm reading from verse 14. For as many of you as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not the sons of James, not the sons of Okoro. No, 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 no. They can provide what God provides for you. <laughs> hey, glory to God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry what? Abba Father. 16. The spirit is a bearer witness with our spirit. That we are the children of God. And if children. Oh watch this. Then as. Now we got something to hear it. As of God. And joint as with Christ. If so be. That we suffer with him. That we may also be glorified together. That is summary of the whole message. You have a father. Who is your father? The only thing that can make you an orphan in this world today is to bring a relationship with God. And I'm trying to give you the picture of what finally happens when you break a relationship with your father God. And we come to you again. Come on, watch this. See, there was something the Lord spoke to me a few days ago I sent to Maxwell. To me it was mind-blowing. Woke me up in the night from the book of Galatians. Remember? It was mind-blowing. You see, let me tell you this. I enjoyed some wonderful privileges with my father. One of those wonderful privileges, he talks to me. And that is a realm I desire for every one of you. That is a realm I desire for everyone that is fellowshiping in this place. That you must come to the place where God talks to you. There is never a time I'm getting in any state of depression that God will not give me a word. There is never a time a word comes this way and it will not confirm it to me. Never a time. It's such a privilege. It makes me know I walk with him. It makes me know I live by him. It makes me know, yes, he is alive. He's not a dead God. You can't be an orphan and yet you have God as your father. Practically impossible. Therefore, every provision you should be looking for in life is available to you. You know what the Bible says? It says we are heirs of God and joint heirs. Joint heirs. That means everything Jesus has, you're going to have. Everything he ever enjoyed, you must enjoy. You are of the same father. You are of the same bloodstream. Listen to me. I'm not talking about somebody who gave back to you some 10 years ago, some 15 years ago. I'm not talking about that. That man is your surrogate father. That is not only your father. That man was simply a vessel that God brought together. And I said, okay, through you, I want to bring forth my son. They were just vessels that God used. Are you still there with me? Otherwise, <laughs> you will begin to think that Mary... In, in the natural sense, was the mother of Jesus. But the truth is, she was more or less a surrogate mother to bring forth the man-child. So your parents and no other person that does surrogate people, God just say, hey, you, Agnes, come here, come here. 
James, come here. I'm bringing both of you together. I have a purpose of bringing you together. I mean, I think this purpose of marriage. Come together. I want to bring forth my son. But I want you to be the vessel to bring them forth. Are you following what I'm talking about? Now, nurture them in the way I want you to go. I want them, I want him to go. Bring them up to a state for me. And then I take over their life. When my spirit comes into the life, I take over. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Do you know what we do in church, my dear pastors and brethren? Listen, we know so much about El Shaddai, but we know nothing about Yahweh. El Shaddai means the breasted one or the double-breasted one. That is the mother side of God. Yahweh is the father side of God. And like I told you, no orphan receives discipline. And every child born of God, God disciplines. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Orphan does not receive discipline because there is no one to discipline them. But God, who is your father, disciplines you because you are a son. He said, to whom he loves, he does what? He chased him. Why? Because he's a father. But you know so much about El Shaddai. The breast said one, you need to suck breast all the time. You want to grow fat all the time. But nobody to snap your back for you. Nobody to give you some little whip so that you can jump out of your foolishness. Am I talking to someone here? Offense! That's why some people don't like some kind of message to preach because they are the chastening rod of the Lord. But that is the Yahweh aspect of God. God is both male and female. And you see that with me? He is a mother and he is a father. He is Yahweh and there is El Shaddai. With his El Shaddai, he sucks you. Suck bread. Hmm? All the time. You need me. Oh, God give me food. God give me clothes. God give me that. God does all of that. But once in a while he comes and smacks your back with a hard rod. And you begin to think God is not loving. God is loving. The chastening of the Lord is a proof of his love. Hallelujah. So how do you get out of the old issue about life? How do you come out of being an orphan about life? How do you come out where even animals begin to sympathize with you? Because certain state comes that animals will just be sympathizing. Even animals say sympathize with you. It's unfortunate. I'm talking about you must go beyond the level of being a beggar in creation. You were not created for creation to sympathize with you. You were created for creation to, to be delivered and to walk and respect you. The Bible said the dread of Adam was upon all the creation because they were meant to have dominion over everything. My friend, listen to me. I am also taking to you this morning that even sickness will have to have dread in your life. Because it's all part of the provisional protections of God. We can continue to be in sick, sick situations. We can continue to be weak and beggarly all the time. Part of the healing provision of God is all that comes from his protection and provision as a father. Only orphans cannot be protected. Hallelujah. But when they get to orphanage home, but in this case, I'm not raising an orphanage home. I don't want you to be orphans. This is not an orphanage home. Am I talking to somebody? This is a place where everybody is a man. Hallelujah. And you can provide and it will bless the works of your hands. Not an orphanage home. Orphanage home is a place where people understand the difference. When you get an orphanage home, it's where people send teens to. Is that okay? But in a normal setting, it's a place where teens come out to the orphanage home. 
Now this is a place where things comes out. Not a place where people want to be sympathized with. Glory to God. Are you following what I'm talking about? Your life can never be a center for sympathy. You were not born to be rejected. <laughs> you were born to be adored. You were born to be looked for. Can you imagine the life of Joseph? No sympathy. Hallelujah. That no matter your situation, you can see interpret dreams. Joseph was in prison, but the grace was still in his life. No matter where he found himself, he was still in charge. He was in charge in prison. He was in charge in Pharaoh's house. Wherever he found himself, he's always in charge. That is what you are created for. You are not created to be sympathized with. His brethren thought they were sympathized with him, but the brethren end up begging him for food. That is the man child I'm talking about. You are not an orphan. Can you see what Jesus said there? I will not leave you as what? Orphans. Never. So, don't allow any situation to make you an orphan. Don't rejoice when people want to make you an orphan. Am I saying you can't receive help? No, 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 no. no. What, what I call help is actually favor. There's a big difference between favor and help. When the children of Israel were living in Egypt, they were not helped. They were favored. Come on. I want you to understand the terminologies. Understand God's workings. Understand the scriptures. You can't be helped. You can all be favored. Because orphans need help. But sons can be favored. Hallelujah. Bible says he would have served the Lord in righteousness, joy, and peace. He says it's acceptable to God and approved of men. The approval of men is a place of favor. You were not created to be sympathized with. I want to reemphasize it because God never wants you to be an orphan. When Jesus came back, everything you lost was restored. Everything you ever lost in Adam was restored when Jesus came back. Don't walk into your office as if you are begging. Don't you ever go to another application as if you are begging. You are should be, you should be the right person to get the right job. Don't you ever do that. You are not created to beg to get a job. If you apply for a job, you should be on the job. Hallelujah. You should receive the job because through you, grace will come to that job. So you can't beg to be accepted. In fact, whoever employed you have found favor with God. Are you still there with me? Yes, sir. Because simply because Pharaoh accepted Joseph, his empire was blessed. So whoever employs you has found favor with God. You know, the simple word was because God was with him. And so when he said, I will not leave you comfortless, what does that mean? I'm with you. Lo, I'm with you to the end of the age. You can never be an orphan in life. You will never be an orphan in life. Everything that makes you to be a beggar has come to stop today. Come on, stand up. We want to talk to God for a little while. Everything that will ever make you to be a beggar in life has come to stop today. You were never created to be a beggar. Not at all. Your business will explode. Everything about you.